Yeah. And you want to make sure that you can sustain. I mean, you're not going to be doing that pace for a long time, but you want to be able to do your first rep at pace, the same pace as you can do that sixth rep. Because you don't want to be going so hard that you're exhausting your body that by the time you get to that sixth stride, you, you can't anymore. You want to make sure that it's, you know, if you're going to be doing your strides at an eight minute pace, all six of them should be within a few seconds of that on either end. So here's the question, how do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, running coach, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Before we get into this episode, if you are looking for a nutritional advantage to increase mental focus, strength, and endurance during those runs and decrease the recovery time between those hard effort sessions, you will want to check out Perform from the Amino Company. Later on in this episode, I will tell you more about Perform and how it can help you stay focused, get harder workouts in, and improve overall recovery on your journey of becoming a stronger, faster, lifelong, injury-free runner. Or you can check out the research for yourself at aminoco.com slash healthy runner. Hello and welcome to episode 99 and we are live with our very own healthy runner coach Whitney and she is here to share a simple type of run you can add into your training to start to work on running faster. We are talking all about strides and using them as a tool to practice running fast in small chunks so you can get good at running fast later on in your training. What's going on, coach? How are you doing today? Hi, guys. I am doing great. I've had a busy day, but you know, that day's pretty much over. So it's going well. <laughs> yeah. So I think you had, you were telling me a little bit, most of your day is filled with school related activities, right? You got three little oh, yeah. ones. I very, had a thankful breakfast very... for kindergarten. <laughs> and nice. then we had a big um, awards assembly for an event we did at school that we raised almost $20,000. So wow. it was pretty fun. Yeah. I've That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The kids had Congrats to take a spelling test and raise money based on the words they spelled correctly. So grandma donates this much and whatever. And we had almost $20,000. Nice. That's, yeah. that seems like a real significant amount for elementary school fundraiser. Right. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. Are you uh, cooking this week for Turkey Day? Actually, we are going to my in-laws house this year. Um, we'll do Christmas at our house this year. So we're going to go over there. Uh, but my birthday's on Wednesday this week. So we're going to celebrate on Wednesday and on Thursday. And yeah, There we go. Happy early dessert. birthday. Thank you. And by the time uh, everyone listens to this on the podcast, your birthday would have already passed. So you guys are going to have to wish Coach Whitney a belated birthday wish in Facebook or Instagram. 
because um, you guys would be late to the party. Um, so for those that are new to the podcast, new to our community, you know, we know we get new runners every, each and every week and they might not be sure who you are. So do you mind just sharing a little brief kind of who you are, what, what you do? Sure. I, like Dwayne said, I am one of the coaches in the Healthy Runner coaching team. I actually live in Arizona, so I'm not local to everybody else. So I kind of miss out on some of the fun stuff, but I get to cheer everyone on out here in Tucson, which is fun. Um, I also create some of the graphics and the content for our um, social media, which is pretty awesome. So it's yeah. really fun. Yeah. You do a great job doing our running tip Tuesdays and sharing all the uh, upcoming lives and podcast episodes. So I thank you for doing that. Um, greatly appreciate it because there's only so much that I can do and your help has been greatly appreciated. And I just love the content that you are putting out there and all of the tips that you're sharing with our running community. So guys, if you haven't checked out at spark, your training, um, Instagram handle, check it out. You'll check out uh, coach Whitney's uh, post that she's sharing in there on Tuesdays and Fridays. We got our fun, uh, fun Fridays. So yeah, I the love kids it. Get excited for fun, Friday, fun fact Friday. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So we are talking about strides today and you know, this is something that honestly, uh, I never even knew about until like two years ago. So I was like running for eight years. I had no clue what a stride was. I was not using it in my training. Um, it wasn't until I became a run coach myself um, that I heard the word strides and actually, you know, heard it in different places and was kind of curious about it and started implementing it into my training. And I'm sure there are many runners out there who have never heard what they are before. Um, so we're going to keep this at kind of the basic level in terms of what are strides. We're going to talk about how do you do them? When should you be incorporating them into your training? And then why we should uh, perhaps be incorporating them into our training. And then we could talk about, you know, some more progressions for those that maybe are doing them. Then this might be like a nice review for you um, because maybe you'll get a tip or two uh, to actually think about or implement into the strides that you're already doing in your training. But I think this is going to be super helpful for many runners who weren't even aware there was such a thing as a stride like I was for eight years of my running journey. Um, so let's start with the, the basic question of what are strides? So strides are really just a quick burst of running that you do for a very short amount of time and you do a few of them. So it's really going to get your muscles ready to fire on those rapid fire muscles, um, fast twitch muscles. It'll get your body ready to have some speed. Nice. All right. So it is a short burst of kind of this chunk of running fast. Um, and is, so is that the same as sprinting, right? So I no. think we're all like familiar with sprinting or like having to run fast, or if we were like playing a sport and you're sprinting down the basketball court or to first base, is it the same thing? Not quite. I mean, you don't need to go full out sprint. For me, when I do my strides, I aim for, you know, that last 10th of a mile when you can see the finish line you're not, you're, you're tired. You're not going to be going all out like you would if you were just doing like a 200 meter. You're going to kind of 
be at that end. I got this, I can see the finish. I'm gonna make it at that pace. So not a full out sprint. You gotta hold back a little. Excellent, okay. So how do we do these? Um, How do we do strides? Every coach will tell you a little bit different how to do them. The main objective is to do a warm up first. You want to make sure you've got a solid warm up in. I'd say at least, I usually recommend two miles, but you got to at least get a mile in. Um, and what you want to do is a couple repeats, four to six times of quick bursts, maybe like 10 to 20 seconds of hard running. So I know, like with my Garmin, or if you use Final Surge, if you're one of our athletes, we can program it in Final Surge and it'll push to your watch. So it'll tell you what to do and when to do it, and then it'll tell you when you're done which is awesome. So you want to do four to six repetitions of this, of 10 to 20 seconds of hard running, not a sprint, hard running. And then in between those um, repetitions, you're going to slow down. You're going to get to a slow jog. You're not going to walk. You get to a slow jog, 40 to 50-ish seconds, and then you go hard again, and then you're going to slow down, and then you go hard again. most coaches will say either a four to six repetition amount of times you do it. That's repetitive, but um, yeah, you want to make sure you're getting in a few of them. So your body's like ready to go, ready to fa- get those fast switch muscles. Yeah. And so what are you thinking about when you're doing strides or what should you be thinking about um, when you're doing strides? I don't know if I'm actually thinking at that point. I'm usually like, okay, <laughs> I only have 20 seconds. Okay, go. Um, that's honestly me. I usually make sure that I got, I have some faster paced music going or, or nothing. Sometimes it's just better to have nothing going. And all you're thinking is, okay, I have 20 seconds. I got, that means I can get to that tree or I can get to that cactus or that stop sign or whatever, wherever you're running, whatever you, you can spot. So for me, I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, okay. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it you know, like little engine that could kind of thing. Yeah. So if you are here on the East coast and you're saying I'm sprinting to that cactus, that means you are delusional at that point in your run. So you might not want to try strides at that point. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. We don't have trees. So we use cactus or like the agaves or, you know, something like that. So, yeah. No, I love it. And yes. So just like coach Whitney is saying, it doesn't need to be. So these, these really shouldn't honestly be performed on a track. Um, They're going to happen wherever you're doing your easy run. And you know, it, it's, it's that it's, you know, here we use light, uh, poles, right? So maybe you're going to do your strides either starting at this light pole and you're going to ramp up for a good five seconds. So that's the other thing is you're not going from like zero to 60 miles an hour, right? It's not like you're on rock and roller coaster in like, uh, you know, Disney there. So this is more of like the ramping up. So you're kind of gradually increasing your speed for like five seconds. And then as coach Whitney said, you're going to maintain faster speed at, I would say, you know, not going at a 10 out of 10 effort, probably an eight or nine out of 10 effort. And what we like to think about is kind of controlled effort, right? It's not sloppy out of control because the whole purpose, and we'll get into the why in a little bit, but is your form and your running form and getting more efficient. So just make sure that it's not out of control running. Um, It's really 
focusing on relaxed, fast running, if that makes sense. And really just making sure that your form is on point, meaning, you know, you're not over striding. So really kicking that heel way out in front of your knee and landing. Um, so you're thinking of, you know, landing with your foot underneath the knee as it hits the ground. Um, you know, other common mistakes I see some of our runners making is kind of the shoulders up here, you're tensed up. Um, because now you're running fast and, you know, we, we contract our upper traps and we clench, um, in our mouth and we, you know, have that like grimace pain grimace, which I definitely do have in definitely my race photos, but, uh, <laughs> that's besides the point. Uh, but you're trying to really practice running fast with control, um, and watching your form. So trying to stay as relaxed as possible because we're really working our neuromuscular re-education, right? Like our neuromuscular system and just getting the patterns down of faster running, not really working fast running from a um, cardiovascular standpoint, because they're too short to actually get that cardiovascular benefit. So the point is really the form and making sure that you're kind of relaxed as you're running fast. And then you're doing that, you know, 10 seconds at your peak, and then you're taking five seconds to gradually slow down. So it's not, you know, 10 seconds, and then you just stop and start walking, right? So you're controlling it. Um, it should be very controlled as you're doing these. Yeah. And you want to make sure that you can sustain. I mean, you're not going to be doing that pace for a long time, but you want to be able to do your first rep at pace the same pace as you can do that sixth rep because you don't want to be going so hard that you're exhausting your body that by the time you get to that sixth stride you you can't anymore you want to make sure that it's you know if you're going to be doing your strides at an eight minute pace all six of them should be within a few seconds of that on either end yep Great point. Great point. And it, it's weird, like pace wise, if you guys are wondering, like we like to go more in effort for this, but apparently they say it is pretty much like your mile pace that you would run a mile, but it's really hard to figure out what that pace is. I really wouldn't worry about it. Honestly, um, just go by effort. And it's the fact that you're getting that leg turnover and really just getting that foot to hit the ground and pop it back up, pop it back up and really you know, again, get that ground contact time and just get a little bit more efficient with your um, run. All right. So that's the, yeah. how, how do we perform these? So they're not structured. They don't need to be on a track. You can use cactus. You can use light poles. You can use uh, evergreen trees. Uh, what else do we have around here? You can use mailboxes, right? Um, when you're going to start running these or cars, sometimes you do that, like, oh, I'm going to start doing a stride at this red car and then just kind of hit it. Um, and then the other thing I guess I want to mention, uh, that you brought up is, you know, jogging in between. So yes, there's definitely that rest period. And then some also recommend, um, whether or not, depending upon your fitness level, you might choose to jog in between or even if you feel like it did tire you out too much, you could walk a little bit if you need to, because the whole goal is for you to hit that next stride at pretty much full recovery. So yeah. you don't want to be tired going into your next stride because then you're not going to be able to get up to the piece and that leg turnover and hit, you know, that kind of top point in 
in your stride uh, that you need to hit. So make sure you get a full recovery um, yes. when you do but it. But you don't want to be like so tired where you're putting your hands on your knees trying to breathe. You do not want to come to a stop. Like that's exactly. just, that's like taking your car from 60 miles an hour to zero. Like that's not good for the car. It's not good for your body. If you need to walk, walk, but you got to keep it, keep it moving. Great point. Excellent point. Um, so when should we think about incorporating strides into our training? A lot of people starting out on a running plan or starting to run want to be going fast. Like you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I got to go fast. I got to go fast. You can't start day one or week one, I guess, and put a stride in there. You have to have built a little bit of a base up. Um, so your running fitness is kind of already established before you start adding in any sort of speed work um, to avoid injury. It's just, I'm going to use a car example. You can't go from zero to 60 without, you know, it taking a minute to rev up. So same with your body. It takes time to build the muscles that you need and all that anatomy stuff to get your body to where you can use those fast twitch muscles without risk of injury. Cause believe me, I've been there. I've had some things that took me out for a little while and I got back in, tore my hamstring. So you can't just jump right into speed stuff, speed work. So that's why we do recommend the strides actually once you have a base before you go into actual intervals. Hey, healthy runners, are you ready for your glow up? Have you guys heard the news yet? Knox Gear's signature product, the Tracer, which I have been glowing about, see what I did there, for the better part of nine months now, has just been re-engineered for a better fit, higher visibility, more color modes, and twice the LEDs for your brightest move yet with the Tracer 2. All of our healthy runners use Knox gear during this time of the year when the days are getting shorter in order to get in those runs, even if it is dark outside. One of my pet peeves is when I'm driving and I don't see a runner until the last minute because they're not visible because they're not using Knox gear. We are all about runner health on this podcast and Knox gear's Tracer 2 is an essential running tool to keep you safe and visible while running. The Tracer 2 keeps me lit up from all directions during my 5.30 a.m. runs, and I always get shout-outs and comments from other walkers and people traveling in cars because they notice the light display I'm giving off. If you are looking for running gear that will actually help you stay safe while running, we've got a special offer for you where you can save 35% off by using the code HEALTHYRUNNER. Just head to noxgear.com. That's N-O-X-G-E-A-R.com and use the code HEALTHYRUNNER at checkout to save 35% off. Go ahead and give Knox Gear a try. Trust me, you will never feel safer running. Yeah, nice. So this is the really first step, essentially, in starting to run fast. Um, many runners that we see and many runners that I've seen that have been injured, um, like you mentioned, kind of go from, you know, doing easy runs and then they jump right to intervals, um, which those are for a longer duration. So it really does put that much more stress on, you know, your cardiovascular system, which might not be ready for it. And then also your muscles, tendons, 
right? Bones. Um, so all of those things, if they haven't gradually been built up in a progressive fashion, then they can break down and get some tendonitis, can get some stress fractures to the bones. Um, so this is really that first step. And it is, I see we got uh, some of our healthy runner uh, athletes on the live right now. So shout out um, to everyone who's on here. We got Roger here. Roger, your new athlete. Uh, what's going on, Roger? How are you? Uh, thanks for tuning in. And Tara says, that uh, she knew nothing about strides until Dwayne taught me. Um, she still has a, learn, a lot to learn. But yeah, Tara, if you remember, that was the first thing that we kind of added in prior to getting into the tempo runs and then the intervals that you are crushing right now. And uh, kudos to you for your um, 5K uh, win and you know running fast for a 5K. So proud of you. Um, April, thank you so much for joining the live. April is excited to learn about strides. It's a great topic, she says. She can't wait to learn more. And she actually PR'd her little rock half. Kudos to you, April. Awesome job. Um, so she's ready to continue uh, P, uh, adding another PR to her future running. Um, and Lisa's here, another uh, another healthy runner uh, winner there. Lisa, what's going on? How are you? Your ears must have been ringing today. I think I mentioned your name a couple of times today, whether it was the live I did this morning or I was on the call with someone and they had a very uh, similar Achilles issue that you were battling. So your ears must have been ringing. And we got Francisco here who just crushed his uh, five miler. So congrats to you, Francisco, this past weekend, um, crushing your five miler. Thank you so much, guys, for jumping on the live here. All right. So when are we going to incorporate them? Just to summarize, we're going to do this after we have that base level of fitness. We, we, already have some miles under our belt. Maybe we've been doing it for, you know, a couple months, I would say, you know, whether or not you want to use mileage, whether you've run 200 miles total, 300, I think that's variable, but before you start really running fast and doing intervals or even adding in threshold runs or tempo runs that we actually just talked about in episode 98 of the podcast. So if you want to learn more about that, get a deep dive on tempo or threshold runs. Um, Kristen shared some great uh, tips on how to implement those. This is going to be your first step. So this is the first step. Most of you listening to this right now want to run faster. I know that because I talked to many of you right? And you want to run faster. So there are ways that you can run faster. This is going to be the first step you take in running faster is incorporating these into your training um, after you've done your easy runs. And then I guess the other point that I need to stress is your easy runs should be easy. Um, so most beginner runners, novice runners are usually running their easy runs too fast and they're running more almost closer to that threshold pace that Kristen talked about last week um, during their runs. And if you're doing that, then again, you're not setting yourself up for success with implementing strides because there's not going to be too much of that dichotomy in your training and change in paces. So make sure your easy runs are at a five to six effort level. So then when you do your strides at that eight or nine effort level for that short duration, then you're going to get the effect of actually getting that leg turnover and all the benefits of uh, strides. All right, coach. So what, or I guess, you know, now we talked about how you do strides, what are strides and when to incorporate, you know, why should we be adding them into our training? And we've 
might have even stole some thunder to the why. We kind of touched on a few of the reasons, but really it's, we want to improve our form, right? So this is a great time to practice your form while you're running faster. You can practice your form while you're doing easy runs, but when you're racing, you're not at an easy pace. You're going to be running at a faster pace, whether you're running a 5k or a marathon, whatever it is, whatever distance, you want to make sure you're running with proper form because you need to, or you're going to get injured. Um, so this gives you the chance in short bursts to really focus on that great form while running fast, getting that quick leg turnover while maintaining the good form. Cause you can have quick turnover, but like Dwayne said, you can have your arms up and you could be crunching the potato chips in your hand. You know, you want to have the potato, I call them potato chip hands, the loose hands, you know, you're running. So your, your arms are moving, brushing the sides of your hips. You're not crunched. You're not tight. You want to have that great form and it'll help you come race day. You'll have that form that will carry you through at a nice, even pace without getting injured, without those nagging little pains or aches or cramps or any of that kind of stuff. So it will improve your form. It'll help you on race day because your, your body will be used to running at those faster paces, but you'll also be, you will have established that good form so that when you're running, you can maintain it and maintain the speed. If that makes sense. No, that definitely does make sense um, because you're really training your body to actually run at this faster speed first before you're really stressing the cardiovascular system. So, you know, you, you get those neuromuscular connections, right? And the pattern down, like you said, the form and your muscles, joints, tendons know what that feels like. And then when you actually start running fast for those interval runs for a longer period of time, it's not like, Hey, I've never done this before. Then it's, it's a matter of the shock of, Oh, wow. I need to maintain this actually for, you know, 400 meters or, you know, one lap around the track. Holy cow. I was like, good for the first hundred or two. And now I'm like sucking wind, uh, trying to maintain the speed. Right. So then it's a matter of building up that, um, you know, anaerobic, um, capacity and aerobic capacity, but really like training your cardiovascular system, but you're, you're now protecting your body a little bit because you're not adding this total shock. And, you know, I feel like, you know, those runners who like get, you know, runner's knee or like knee pain. It's like when you just start running fast and you really haven't trained your body and your muscles to actually run fast efficiently. So I think that's an important point that you bring up. Um, one thing that we didn't talk about, we talked about like when to add them in training, but what about frequency? Like, when do you like to have your athletes add these into their weekly training and or maybe talk about races as well, if you don't mind. Um, I usually recommend like once a week. Um, and I usually like Tuesday. I don't know why Tuesday just seems like track Tuesday. You should be doing the faster. I don't know. It's like taco Tuesday. They just kind of sound good together. <laughs> I don't know. So, Love it. So yeah, once a week. Um, and then eventually, you know, after you've done the strides for a while, you can add in a second day of some sort of faster at that point, you'll probably be doing longer intervals. Um, 
And you can do those maybe on Thursday if you do strides on Tuesday. But strides are not designed to be a workout. They're not designed to make you exhausted. Like you should be able to do your strides. And then if you needed to, you could do another two or three miles. That's how, like the difference between us doing strides and doing intervals. Like intervals are designed to fatigue you. So that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. So So I I have it all in my brain. I usually have my athletes, you know, adding them in once a week. Um, You definitely do not want to add them in every single run. All right. Even though they might be add some spice or fun to your run. Uh, You don't want to do them every single run. And then, you know, they're going to be really effective for those races when you're trying to run fast. So again, if you're signing up for a race to do the distance, to have fun, you're doing a turkey trot, right? You're just having fun. Like I'm going to be doing in a turkey costume on Thursday. I'm not going to be running my fastest effort. Uh, I did that two weeks ago. Um, before I did that effort two weeks ago, I did strides beforehand, right? So after my warm up that Francisco and I actually did together, uh, we ran for about 15 minutes. It was like a mile and a half. And then we did our dynamic warm up. And then that's when you want to do those strides. Um, to really, again, get that leg turnover going. So your muscles are used to actually running at that, that pace. So that's another, um, good time to actually add those in as part of your warm up prior to a race, when you're looking to run fast at a race, right? If you're looking to get a PR, um, and again, if you're listening to this, like right before your race, um, do not add them in. If you haven't done them in training, Uh, Make sure that you've trained with them and you know how your body responds and you're used to doing strides. Uh, Just like, you know, we always preach, you know, nothing new on race day. Definitely do not start incorporating uh, strides um, before your race. If you're listening to this right before your race, do it in training first before you tackle them during the race, but they'll be super helpful for those weekday runs. And then, you know, about once a week and then adding in prior to a race, So you talked about kind of improving running form, making you more efficient as a runner, um, kind of allowing your, your, you know, tissues, um, to get used to running faster. Um, any other benefits that we didn't touch upon? Uh, it's kind of along the same lines, but it'll like, like I said, if you're, you see that last hundred meters of the finish line, you can see it. It's what your body is going to remember how to run when it's, already tired so it's gonna remember oh i've done those strides i know how to pick up the speed i know how to do this i've got this so it will will help you on race day like when you get close to that finish line especially if you're running a really long race and you're just like oh i'm done i don't want to do this anymore you can see the finish line all right kick it into stride gear and go you can do it it will help you on race day yeah and i think it helps mentally from you know being able to go back to a point in your training that you've already done. And then even mentally, it helps add a little variety or spice in your weekday runs, right? If you are, you know, and you have been doing just easy runs every single day for the last, whatever, many months, many years, right. And you're looking to switch it up and you're, you know, not having as much motivation and it's hard for you to get out there and get motivated. If you have a different run on a Tuesday, as coach Whitney said, and it kind of gives you something to look forward to, right? It's like, you know, Hey, I finished my two miles. I finished my three. I finished my four. And now, you know what? I'm going to 
I'm going to run cactus to cactus. Um, <laughs> right. So, so if, if I try to run to the cactus, I'd be running across the country here, uh, <laughs> which would be longer than a stride distance, guys. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, right. It gives you that like, you know, mental, um, I guess, prevent that like, you know, mental fatigue that sometimes we hear about in runners and, you know, it just tries to break it up a little bit. And especially even during a down season or your off season, right. Where, you know, a lot of us have, you know, run our goal marathon goal, half marathon, um, you know, in the fall, in October, November, and this is kind of off season time. So this is one way to add or still incorporate some faster running without putting the stresses on your body that speed work, you know, gives you. So, you know, make sure you're allowing your body to recover from hard training cycles. And this is one way to just keep that, you know, mental uh, stimulation that you may need um, for your run. Yeah. And you don't always have to do four reps for 20 seconds. You can mix it up. You know, this week you can do three reps for 10 seconds. Next week, you could do six reps for 10 seconds. You can mix it up. So it's not, you know, you're not always running to the same cactus. You can kind of switch it up a little. <laughs> I love it. Let me give a little shout out to coach Lou, who just jumped on here. What's going on coach and Susanna. Thank you so much for joining. Oh, coach cat is super excited to work with you. We are so excited to have you in our program. Um, I know you are going to be a ray of sunshine, um, adding in all of the energy, um, that you have. And Tara says that strides really helped her out, um, to run her 5k faster last weekend when she didn't think she had it in her, her body came through when she needed it. Thanks to stride training. So we got a testimonial to stride training there from Tara. Thanks for sharing, uh, Tara. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. And Tara says, thanks for the tip about continuing in strides in the off season. Absolutely. You will be definitely needing to do those Tara, um, during your off season and all right. So as anything else that we didn't really cover, um, that you wanted to share with our community about strides coach. Not that I can think of, um, don't just add them in though. Like wait for your coach to say, okay, now let's add them. Cause like we've said a few times, you don't want to just start off doing them. You need to have built up a base and you need to make sure that you are at a place in your training because everybody is different. When I started strides, it's going to be different than when Dwayne started, started his strides. You know, it's all, all of us are different on a different journey at a different time. So just talk with your coach before you add anything new in strides or otherwise. Um, just so you don't hurt yourself because that's no fun. Definitely not fun. Uh, <laughs> take it from the running PT who has treated many runners in his career. Um, you don't want to get a running injury. So that's what we do here at Healthy Runner. We're all about prevention, all about being proactive versus reactive. And this is one way that you can do that. So if you are struggling to kind of figure out what types of runs you should be doing um, during your training, or you're struggling to put all the pieces together on how to stay healthy. You're throwing random exercises, you know, that you searched online and you really don't have any structure or consistency in your training. Um, we do have a solution for you. So 
our Healthy Runner coaching program, um, Coach Whitney and our other coaches um, really work with you one-on-one to provide you the structure and take away the guesswork, um, whether it's your strength training exercises or your run plan. Um, so we would add in strides like we were talking about today um, at a specific point that makes sense for your unique needs, depending upon if you've had a current injury, a recent injury and where your fitness level is. And then we provide you the support. So our whole uh, coaching team, as well as all our other athletes, which many of our athletes who are on the live today, right? You guys can attest in our community. Um, everyone kind of pumps each other up and provides the support and keeps you motivated in order to become a lifelong injury-free runner. So, you know, who are some of the athletes that, um, you know, you've had recently coach that you can share, you know, some of the things that they overcame um, that were kind of sticking points in their training? Ooh, okay. Um, there's been so many great runners. Let me think. Um, I know Emily, she came back again. She just did a awesome marathon. She had a marathon PR, which is pretty awesome. But I know when she started out with us, she wasn't really sure like what to do for strength training as a runner. She had, like you said, we just pull things off the internet or we just use some workout that we did 10 years ago, but it's not really designed to help the runner. So she really liked the fact that we had these run specific workouts, strength training program for our runners that actually help you. So you're not just doing, you know, random exercises every day. Um, she, yeah, she came back, she's going to actually run. I can't remember which one, but she's running a marathon in May. I can't remember mm -hmm. which one. Um, so she's looking to PR that again, have another I PR, which is awesome. Yeah, I think that's actually her her local one in yes. Copenhagen. So, yes. um, yeah, so we work with athletes all over the country as well as the world um, because our program is fully virtual. So, yeah, Emily is feeling distant because she doesn't have her local running community that she used to have in uh, the Michigan area when she was here, but her husband's stationed overseas right now. Um, so this has really been helpful for her to have a community, um, even though we're virtual, uh, to keep her going and to keep her um, crushing her marathon goals. And yeah, she's been doing phenomenal, getting PRs. Um, we're just so proud of her. Yeah, I also had, speaking of international, Tasman is from oh, yeah. the UK. And yep. she ran her first marathon this year, like she, and she crushed it. She had such an awesome time and just getting to connect with her via zoom like this was awesome. Cause how, how often do you get to meet people on the other side of the ocean? Like, right. Never. So that was pretty cool. And, you know, she's just awesome and fun to work with. And, you know, it was just great to get to know all these runners on a personal level. That's like one of my favorite things about what we do is getting to know all of them on a different level because they each have different needs, which is pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. Right. I know. And then I even think about, uh, Amberly who you're working yeah. with as well. Uh, she's out it, this way. yeah, she's closer to you, um, yeah. who had a stress fracture and many runners, you know, can get this when they start running. And a lot of times, you know, you kind of stop running because definitely a doctor tells you like, stop running. And sometimes it's hard to start back up again and, or you're scared 
um, to start up again, because you think it's going to come back. Um, so I was happy to see that with the structured kind of strength program and the run program you designed for her, um, that she was able to get back to doing half marathons again. Yeah. Yeah. She ran her first half marathon. It was awesome. She did such a phenomenal job. And oh, she, wow. That was her first. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah. She did great. Yeah. She did an awesome job. And you know, like me, she's a mom. She's got, I think her daughter's three, maybe two. Yeah, little. So yep. she's got a little one. So, well, so does Emily. Emily's pushing that double Bob running, <laughs> I know. you know, but it's, it's fun to connect with all these moms all over the place. And Trisha, who I just started working with a week ago, has a three-year-old and we chatted last week and I gave her all of my stroller running tips, all the secrets of, you know, bribe them with whatever, you know, all the things. So it was pretty awesome. So, and Trisha actually said to me, she loves the PDF with the links on the, to the YouTube videos of our workouts. So she was able to see what the work, what the exercise should look like. Instead of just reading a description, she could see what she was supposed to do and what like proper form for that exercise looked like. So she, she loves it and she's only a weekend to the program. Nice. So. That's awesome. No, that's great feedback. Yeah. And that's funny because I was actually on a call with a runner today who was working, you know, with another coach who was just kind of providing them some like written descriptions of exercises. Um, so yeah, exercises are kind of my thing and my kind of pet peeve, um, in terms of like how to do them correctly. So yeah, we have all instructional videos of how to do those exercises. Um, and you know, things to watch out for, like as far as the knee not going over the toe or is the knee going inside the toe? So all those things to kind of focus on. Um, so if you guys really want to actually start training consistently with the proper support and the structure to get stronger and faster so you can enjoy lifelong injury-free running, um, I'll be happy to jump on a call with you, see if you're a good fit. Um, been hopping on lots of calls uh, the last couple of weeks, and we've had uh, some amazing runners um, joining our program, which we are just so happy about to really be able to you know, share um, and provide the guidance, honestly, into really getting the best out of their running. So we really provide clarity on your running and health um, and the specific focus and direction that you need. We'll set clear targets for you on how to structure your run and strength um, plan, and then really creating personalized, easy to follow plan that's really you know, to your unique needs and your busy life, because we all honestly are having busy lives. Like, I don't know anyone who's like, I have all the time in the world to exercise and run, right? Like everyone. So, you know, we're able to do this. Um, so you can actually make it work for your schedule and it's very flexible, um, where we can be able to actually implement, um, this. So if you guys are listening to the podcast, in the show notes, I will drop a link. I actually did a, I've been meaning to do this for quite some time. And I was very proud of myself for actually accomplishing this. I did a behind the scenes, like tour essentially of our program um, with slides and everything, like little presentation style. The, the, the professor came out of me um, where we really kind of break down exactly what you get with the program. So I will drop the link to that in the show notes. And I'll also drop that um, on the Facebook live as well. Um, or in Facebook, if you are watching this and you want us to reach out, just say coaching in the comment box and I will reach out to you and, you know, we'll have a little conversation and see if it's a good fit um, for you. Um, if you want to go there now, 
before I drop anything, if you just go to literally sparkyourtraining.com, hit the services tab, and then you'll see healthy runner coaching. And that will take you right to that video I was talking about. And you can hear from many of runners just like you who are struggling with, you know, either being in a constant injury cycle or, you know, had a specific injury that they actually got better with this. Um, or they really just wanted to run faster or run their first half marathon like Amberly or run their first marathon. Um, so you can check all that out on the page and yeah, we'll be happy to uh, chat with you and see if it's a good fit. All right. It was one of those injured, injured runners when I tore my hamstring. Yes. You guys yes. got me back to running pain free. So I've been there. It's, it's no fun, but the, if you take the right steps, you can get back. And you can do it and get back to it. So yes, indeed. Um, so hopefully you guys found this episode helpful on strides and how to implement them into your training. They can be a very, very important tool. Um, any last uh, parting words before we hop off, Coach? I don't think so. Happy Thanksgiving! If you're listening to this, yes, yeah, this is actually going to drop Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, okay, happy day after Thanksgiving. Happy put up your Christmas tree day. There we go. Happy decorating. Maybe you're listening to this episode as you're decorating your tree. If you are, I just want you to give me a little shout out <laughs> as you're decorating. Cause that's probably the most fun weekend that my family has. Um, we go all out. So my whole house is like lit up. Um, so I'll be on the roof. Yeah. Hopefully be I'll be staying safe. Oh yeah. Always. I'm, I'm always careful, but yeah, I'll be on the roof putting all the lights up and inside we go all out. We love Christmas. So um, it's going to be have, a fun weekend. Do you have a tree just for your race medals? I've seen people that have a tree that they only hang the race medals on. Oh man, you just I gave me a really good it. idea. <laughs> but we don't have anywhere for another tree. So I don't know where we put it. <laughs> you just gave me a great idea. I might put it right behind me in the corner here. <laughs> That's a great idea. I love that. That's awesome. Guys, thank you so much for our friends who jumped on on the Facebook Live. Um, or if you're checking this out on the podcast, um, if this was helpful and you want to be able to implement strides and some of your runner friends, just copy the link share it with them. Uh, we appreciate that. And if it was helpful as well, like let us know in your Instagram stories, like tag us at spark your training and coach Whitney and I will be able to see that and give you a little shout out as well. So as always guys, let's stay active. Let's stay healthy and let's just keep on running. Bye now. Bye guys. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, much of what you heard on this episode is delivered live within our Healthy Runner free Facebook group. So head over to there to request to join our community in which you will have access to the video version of this episode and so many bonus features, including blog article references and YouTube video links, as well as me answering your specific running related questions. Also, we are closing in on 50 reviews on iTunes, which I am super pumped about given we're only six months into this podcast journey together. So to help me get there, the first thing you need to do is you have to subscribe to The Sucker, whether it is Apple iTunes that you're listening to this or whatever platform you are on. The next thing is make sure you leave a review. I love to hear what you have to say, and I read all of them, and it means a lot to me. 
The last thing, guys, is take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it on your stories on Instagram and tag me. That's at SparkYourTraining. If you do this, I will repost it so you'll get a bump, I'll get a bump, and most importantly, we will share this information with a lot more runners because that is the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of as many runners as possible to help them be healthy and stay on the road doing what they love. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me in it. Let's try and get to 50 reviews on the podcast. Thanks for listening.